hhtj.tax, the international tax firm for six, seven, and eight-figure investors and entrepreneurs who are living that international life. Are you ready? First of all, are all of those domestic trusts, or are you adding up domestic plus the the, the foreign trust? So, so the 800,000 or so trusts that I was referring to are all domestic trusts. There's another 150,000 foreign trusts on the New Zealand register. Um, why are trusts so popular here? Look, we were um, in English, we're still a member of the Commonwealth. So until recently, you, the highest court in New Zealand was the Privy Council in London. So all the laws that you'd expect to apply, all the rules and, and traditions around trusts are the old English tradition. So everything you expect to apply in England applies in New Zealand. Um, we had a lot of farming estates in New Zealand, so that was where the trust really got uh, going between how you pass land from generation to generation in large farming blocks. That was the start of the trust back at the end of the 1800s, uh, when land was, uh, after the Maori Wars, land was uh, passed off to the uh, English um, descendants that arrived in New Zealand, and how you pass that down from generation to generation. That was really the start of the trust the end of the 1800s. Trust just became a common mechanism in New Zealand over the years. They were relatively cheap to put in place, costing three or three and a half thousand dollars on average for a good, decent trust deed. And given that, you know, if it's used as like an insurance policy to, to keep risk in buckets, there's no difference to paying an insurance policy, but this has other benefits in terms of estate planning and gift duty. Now, Trusts became very popular in the 1970s and the 1980s because we had quite high levels of estate duty and gift duty. We've abolished those. They, they, they went in the 1990s. And I don't think we'll ever see estate duty or gift duty back on the New Zealand plate. Uh, in fact, we don't even have a capital gains tax in New Zealand. So our tax system is very uh, efficient. We just have income tax and GST. Um, which is why I do international tax, because there's not much you can do with just income tax and GST, because there's, not, there's only so much planning you can do. The, um, but the trust were very, very popular as a consequence of the estate duty and gift duty rules. And then since then, um, people have just kept them going. Uh, once assets are in trust, you can pass that through generation to generation. With a new law, there's no 80 year period, so you can have them uh, for as long as you want. You can roll them over, you can amend them, you can change their jurisdiction. They're extremely flexible, uh, particularly in New Zealand as they're, they're, they're drafted in order to be extremely flexible for changing circumstances. Um, certainly, as I say, I've got three. I use them to keep the risk of each operation separate to the other. Uh, and if something goes wrong in, in one of the trusts, then I don't put at risk the assets that are held by the other entities so long as the administration and governance is done correctly. Now, touch wood, nothing ever, has ever gone wrong, but you don't know what might happen in the changing circumstances. And even if you've done prudent business, you know, some, sometimes things just go wrong uh, and you don't want to be putting your family home at risk, for example, if something in your business turns to custom. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, 
and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.